suck a dick, count them, and big dick. All this and more <laughs> today's <laughs> brilliant observations. Do 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 do. Now I have a choice. So you have made a pilgrimage to heaven, the promised land yesterday. What a wild day. Because you got to fill everybody in. Tell, tell, talk, talk, go, go, go. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Amy. Amy, what you going to do? Yesterday, you know my love language is canceled plans Indeed. you know those are it's really how i know you love me <laughs> don so ethan worked yesterday my boy and he's he had a friend from camp who lives on long island who is going to look at the university of delaware what what now as you well know i'm a huge fan of the university of delaware huge fan yes and yes. it's only gotten better from yes. when we were there yes. except my favorite Yep. Except for the fact that there's more neon now bars on Main Street than carbs. Oh, I thought you meant credibility of the institution. That's my favorite is the shit that I did back when I did it was kind of a little sloppy and and barely there. And now it like gains all this credibility. It's kind of like realizing long after the fact that you went to Harvard back when it was like H Community College. So it's like, fuck you. I went to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. So now, I mean, it's grown. Like we went to go visit my husband's alma mater and we looked around and we're like, where does all the tuition go? Because it's not going back into the university. And when we went to Delaware, clearly they have fed the university with tuition and with all of the endowments. And they have wild credibility, research, all the programs. They have a creamery that they didn't have when we were there before. (laughs) They learned from Penn State. They had the cows. They had. Oh, yeah. I dated one of the cow wranglers uh so okay so his friend's going there he's on long island he's taking a trip we're gonna surprise both the boys the mom writes me let's surprise the boys and go for a day well if you have a teenage boy Mm -hmm. and you say let's go for a drive to walk around a campus you're pretty sure you don't want to go to i'm ready to start with if you say to a teenage boy let's you're already out There's nothing that's after- a contraction that <laughs> includes you that, and me. Yep. They're, they've started the wall of no. Yes. A contraction <laughs> that includes you and me doing and something. And we're out. Yeah. And we're out. <laughs> they are out. You're absolutely how, out. So how did you wrangle this clandestine meeting? Well, well, I feel like you. Well, I said, well. I said, because she's a much nicer person than I am. I said, look. Your buddy's going, and we want to surprise him. And we were going to surprise you too, but you had to be an asshole. So I tool. Yes, that's what I said. Jig is up, and that jig is you. So get your shit in the car. (laughs) But this friend of mine didn't do that. She said he finally got to the day of, and he said, "When are we going to be home?" (laughs) And she said, "He." She said to him. Well, we kind of have lunch plans around one thirty, one one thirty, because Ethan worked till noon, and then we're going down. And he said. He complained that, oh, is it because my sister's coming and she has friends she has to see? 
I thought this was a day about me. I don't want to go. Oh and my she God. said, well, the one thirty is kind of a surprise for you. Oh, more of her friends. Surprise. It's not about you, buddy. So it kind of got Don't ugly. You love it? Don't you love it when you're trying to do something really nice and they take their big dick out and spray everybody with their scented piss? Isn't Why can't you just let it happen? I mean, Jesus, what, what a rapier assholes. comment was ever uttered. I don't know. But just Ugh. let it happen. Why can't you? So <laughs> she was nice enough. She was nice enough to say to her son, well, it's a surprise. It's a friend that, that you know, is local. And he said, I don't know anybody in Delaware. Oh, my God. And she he said, kept well, doubling down on not the dick. in Delaware. She was so lovely. I used the, because you're a fucking tool. We're going. Right, Shut right. the fuck up. Right. And she just kept so sweet, so negotiating her way. Finally, she said, it's Brillo. It's your buddy. And he got so excited. He's like, let's go. He was so happy. And... Then we met. So we met for lunch down there. And before I said, why don't you just come here afterwards? I, I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> so uncomfortable with the thought of going somewhere or doing something. or, But I did. And I know it sounds like torture, but driving for an hour-ish each way with your teenage son in the car who's not sleeping, it's kind of delightful because you get to talk and hear things and they share and if they're not on their phone it, it was kind of great and I think that was the best part of the trip why but was we he went... not on his phone was he driving no he was talking to me he was how, how did that I don't understand it's something I asked Wait him a there's a missing piece of the puzzle <laughs> your son was with you yeah. and the phone was off is, is well, it off. broken no <laughs> no no did you make a deal no Huh. No, I asked him to work the radio because that's co-pilot's job. Yes. And um, I don't know. We we're just talking. It was really nice. Usually when we get in the car together, he falls asleep. Once the <laughs> car starts moving, he's out. Right. Um, but especially since he got up at 530 to go to work, time to make the donuts. Right. And when we got down there, like I said, it's mostly bars on Main Street. No more malt shoppy and no more. Yeah. Yes, I know yeah. it's malt shop. Shut up. Um. And no more treats and no more like all the favorite breakfasty lunch places. They're more cheap. Even treats was a, the name of the place was treats. Even treats was a newcomer for me. Malt shop was there forever because you forget I grew up in Newark. So to have treats came in as the interloper and then have them be the establishment and then have them be replaced by like New York sort of bagel. It's like, really? Sort of bagel. <laughs> best attempt. to. Be oh, that was the best part. <laughs> This um, friend of his and his mother brought us Long Island bagels. <gasps> oh, my God. They're so big, dense, thick, sweet, amazing. Delicious. Oh, my God. That's what I'm having for breakfast. Delicious. I might have to do a 45 there is no subs today. There is no substitute. It's just the I'm way. I'm drooling. Oh, my God. I'm drooling. You should. It's fucking good. Wow. Delightful. Delightful. Uh, yeah, so we spent the afternoon down there, and it was great. We we let the boys go walk around Main Street for a while. Everybody, everybody unless they were eating, they were all masked, mm -hmm. and it happened to be on the day <laughs> that an announcement was made <laughs> that Joe Biden, their <gasps> senator, their hometown boy, was going to be the 46th president of Our the United native States. son, as we like your, to call Exactly, him. your native son. Mm -hmm. um, let me just it was throw so, in. It was so fantastic. I want to hear what you saw and heard and all the rest of it. Because I only saw it from afar and from friends who were at the place like sending me texts. 
So, well, I want to throw in before we move to our election recap um, that we had a great, great afternoon with this this couple, a couple. It's a mother and son, and we drove home through Wilmington where, I mean, it was absolutely beginning to hit the fan. We came home and sitting on the kitchen counter was an acceptance letter from the University of Delaware for my Oh, that's... (laughs) I didn't realize he'd applied. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) I don't think he wants to go there, mainly because I did. And I'm excited about it. So fuck you is how he feels. But... I just thought it was the crazy and so and Joe and like the whole day was a, it was Delaware day yesterday Indeed. and driving down Main Street as we as we sat and ate at Klondike Kate's um, in 79 degree weather. Yeah. Yeah. What? Never. Never. November. Never. Yeah. Sarah sent me a text. Our friend in Portland. Oh, yeah. Of, of a trail she walked with frost and snow. What the and fuck? I thought. Oh, no. We have it's almost 80 degrees today. It's it's a it's a sh- it's really just a shocking day. So down Main Street, you hear horns honking. You know, the new way to rally is in cars and drive through and drive ins and drive ups. Well, horns were honking everywhere. It was just a really bright, shiny, upbeat, really exciting day in the state of <laughs> Delaware. It was delightful down there. It was. And just a brief diversion to shout out to our sister friend, Sarah, who cracks us all up, uh, lives in Portland where a putt is legal. My favorite part is we were doing those video things on Marco Polo and leaving back and forth and people are high stress. And it was in one of those moments before any any resolution had occurred with the current election. We were sort of sharing, you know, stress and anxiety with each other, talking as friends. And she got on there and was just continuing without missing a beat, just talking and talking. And in the shot, she was in the process <laughs> of smoking a bowl with this giant bong. And I mean, it was a very big bong. But the funniest part about it is it was like sitting in the shot almost as if she had staged it to make the bong look bigger. Like it was this whole thing where she was completely oblivious. It, it I'm honestly... It's legal there. It's not a big deal. And at the same time, it was as shocking as if magically my friend who I knew was a murderer, who I knew was a murderer, you know, got on the Marco Polo while she was butchering a human and was like looking into the camera like, I know, because she was just so commonplace about this thing that isn't really commonplace for me. There's something wrong with murder. There's nothing wrong with smoking a bowl. The, the best part of this whole story is several video chats later, because you leave them in a stream, one of her other friends who was watching it with her daughter, her daughter looked and goes, is she a scientist? Is your friend a scientist? Is she, she in the lab? In lab? Is she in the lab? <laughs> Aw. So I've been taking pictures of bongs ever since. Then I'm going to do a little folio and send them. Because there's all kinds of head shops now with all these CBD, XYZ, THC, let's get high. All kind of Didn't shit Oregon stores. just legalize like Everything. cocaine? And, Somebody yeah. said meth, and I was like, "That's not right." I think my kids were like, "Yeah, you could like smoke meth there," and I'm like, "No, it just stop Go ahead. before bye. Yes, just stop. That's not just so nope." Let's let's talk about things that aren't controversial, like the election. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can all agree on that. No, that I is. I think the only is... thing that's not controversial is thank the fucking universe it's over. Even though it's not really over, at least it's over enough that we can all go back into our corners and 
now argue about the way the refs called it because it's fucking over to that degree. And I didn't even think we were going to get there. So, yay, no more I certainly about didn't that horrible shit. I certainly didn't think we were going to get there before we recorded. So I'm super grateful for that because, I mean, no secret, we record on a Sunday. I edit on a Monday and we post up on a Thursday. So if Thursday came and we were still saying, I can't imagine what's taking so long to count them their votes, it would be really bad. Um, I am am feeling like I've been breathing shallow breaths for a while. And now my breathing is deeper. And I feel, I feel good. It was a genuine flood of can't turn it off emotion. The only one for me was the Delaware vibe. And I, that's why it was so kismity that you were at the place on the day, all the things, even when the man gets up, he's at the, he's at the riverfront. I got people. I'm like, is that, is that my friend Gemma? Is that my friend Michelle? Are they in the crowd? And then thinking of people who would be in the crowd but decided not to be. It's like, where's Diane? Is she in the court? Like all of these things. Even when he's up there on the stage talking and he starts pointing out and he goes, oh, look, it's Tom Carper. Hey, it's Ruth Ann Minner. It's like, are you kidding me? Just these names. And it he does that sort of name droppy business. We all know the story. He went to Scranton where he was born, came his whole his whole life and careers in Delaware, born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He went back to the house this past week and signed one of the walls, which he did. It's like a tradition that he does, right? And he's out there in the street pointing at all the neighbors and talking about this one and playing baseball with you and blah, blah, blah. And it's very name dropping. And if you don't know any of those names, it's kind of like, really, dude? But when you know all the fucking names and they're the names of your neighbors, and I got news for you, Delaware is not a big fucking place. We're just, we're just not. If not for right. Rhode Island, we're the fucking T-tiniest, okay? So... I'm we we know everybody that's in there. So to hear it and to see it in a big way, even if you didn't care about the policies or politics at all, it's really kind of fucking cool to have somebody from your tiny little high school feeling state be up there waving his dick around and saying, check me out. We busted all kind of historic everything. What? What? And I'm standing here next to this restaurant that everybody fucking hated. And we're kind of glad it closed at the riverfront. And we're going to go get a bucket of rocks watching the minor league baseball game. I mean, these are the biggest things we have going on. And I don't know, you know, president-elect of the United States and first female vice president-elect of the United States. And what, what? Just super fucking cool. I mean, to hear people talking about, I was trying to drive home. I was starting to drive home from dinner. And already the roads that I would normally take were shut down because Secret Service is hop, hop, hopping everywhere. And I mean, these are just little tiny neighborhoods and roads. And everybody knows where he fucking lives. Everybody knows where he goes to church. We all know where he shops. We bump into him sometimes. It's not a big place. And to have it turn into the real legit place. I'm talking about it like I'm fucking there. But, and I'm miles and miles and states and states away. But that's how familial so much of this is. Because he's also been there a really long fucking time. And he wasn't there in just a kind of, right. you know, he's the same old bat that's been on, on the ballot all these years and you check it and you don't hear from him. He gets in there and mixes it up. He gets, he, he, he likes to be a touchy grabber. Most of us have been touched and grabbed by, by Big Joe. He's out there. You meet him. You know him. So it's just, and I mean, fucking his wife taught a lot of us in school and, you know, carries graded papers into the White House. All of that shit, it's not... Policy aside, happy, sad about policy aside, that part 
that's really fucking cool. That doesn't happen. It's a brush with celeb. A brush yeah, that's with the hometown girl part. You know, little little dude made good. I like it. I like it. My mother-in-law called last night and she said to me, would he remember <laughs> you? And I said, well, I worked probably for him for no. 11 days. Yeah. Uh, specifically for him. I said, he probably wouldn't, but he would make me feel right. like he did. So that tells exactly. you a lot about that human. And he would absolutely say, yeah, and back all in you the day in the, in the, the Wilmington office I would have where to do is give him some context and then he would immediately fill in all the lines. I would just have to right. say my last name and he would give me six people that he knows directly and how's this one and how's that one. But, you know, it, for me, he doesn't remember me as the girl he gave a sticker to or, you know, grabbed a hold of this or whatever. I mean, I make right. it sound like it's perverted, but it's not. <laughs> he didn't grab a hold of anything of mine. Not yet. Okay. So, yes, he would fill in all those context clues and they would be correct. That's that's what's very right. He's genuine, but he's he genuine. He would make you feel and he's the yes, Cause, and that's fucking and the other, So, congratulations right, Joe who's never going to listen to this. Is he was genuine <laughs> when he stuck his own fucking foot up his ass and in his mouth every day of his life and everybody loved laughing at him and oh my god. And you know what? We took him and loved him then cuz that that there's very there's a very plain spoken Oh, Lord have mercy. He's right? authentic. The good news is his plain spoken Lord have mercy is coming from a place of do-goodery, right? It's all the way through is best intention at heart. And for the most part, those intentions come to fruition. So I for one am pleased, but it's a hometown thing. So while traveling to your hometown and having good conversations with my kid in both directions, going, coming, going, I sat there at a table with him at lunch. He asked if he could order a beer. Jesus, this kid. And the I set said, of nuts no. on this kid. <laughs> I said no. But I came to the conclusion as I'm walking, watching him talk to adults and to navigate life and to come home and get accepted to another college. I think I'm done parenting. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I, I think. Like what else, only I, what else is there that only I could give him? I don't think there's anything. I definitely had a, one of our conversations in the car was about on our way down there was about how everyone dies. Like it was a pretty deep conversation. Is that the first time he's heard that? He didn't he didn't know that until today? No. Are you dropping some I, truth on him? I hope not. Uh, so I said, you know, and there's nothing that only one person in the world could do. Everybody and everything is completely replaceable. Daddy is at <laughs> work. So it was real, work. real pep talk. Yeah. Da- <laughs> Daddy is at work. It might take four people to hire to do what he does or hand out his stuff. But every everybody's replaceable. And I, I was thinking about it in terms of my job as their parent and, and their manager here at home and the woman, as far as they know, who says no to everything, especially that beer. That's, I'm sorry, that second beer. So, oops. Um, I think, I think I'm done. I mean, she's on autopilot and he's, so dear listener, what I'm really asking for here is, my act three is coming faster than I thought. I thought I had another year and a half or two years. It seems I'm replaceable so quickly and so easily. So oh if God, there this is hilarious. suggestions <laughs> that you <laughs> it's have a good thing. for my it's a comedy podcast. Okay, keep it going. Hang on. Cue the violins. Keep them up. Keep going. So I'm interested in what you think I should do with my third act. So please Christmas. Okay. So yeah, yeah because yeah. when I, when I say things <laughs> like everyone <laughs> masturbates and I miss Jeffrey Tubin during all of that, I, Amy mocks me. So I need to find something. I got a lot of feedback over the, over that show. <clears throat> oh my God. I want to hear it all. 
<sighs> First of all, I didn't if you realize, haven't heard it. Our I didn't last realize episode. it was. I didn't realize it was going to be such a laugh track that ages three to five are the humping stage. But that actually got some spit takes on folks driving in their poor cars <laughs> because for the non, uh, prime, you know, elementary school educators among us, the humping stage, despite despite raising three children, I didn't have no three fucking humpers. So I don't know what kind of perverts you had at the Goddard school, but I get that. When it's you send them their nap time, their nap time, they get in their Ugh. sleeping bags. Their parents leave them all day at age three. So up and down and up and down those bags would go. The sleeping on. bags. Come, they, come it was on. like it was like doing the wave how across many, the room. How many of your twenty littles were were uh, diddling the fiddle, as they say? All of the girls were uppy Jesus. downy, uppy downy, and the boys were two fists in. Everything was in that bag. I don't know what kind of pervert school you run in. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. Truth. I'm not going back there. If you're at, if you're insinuating that's my act three, I will never go back no, to a preschool. No, for sweet, for sweet love of give them a, you know, stop it. Get out of the sleeping bag for God's sake. So what was your feedback? The feedback was, are you kidding me? The humping stage. And we're going to get even okay. more feedback when people are like, okay, so you had serial jerk offers in the in the kindergarten <laughs> classroom who can't even make it to 2 p.m. nap time because I got to get some finger action. I mean, Lord have mercy. What are you feeding them? Okay. It was so, that it was was solo activity. Yeah. Oh, Jiminy. Woo. Okay. I, I have not been privy to this. I'll just say so. But I also did not run a kindergarten or a first grade or whatever grade children who are three to five. Surely they're not in first grade. So... God help. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so hung up on little kids, a whole sea of little kids jerking it. And as an it adult, was like the wave. what are you supposed to fucking do? Cause you're sitting here watching this thing that is like crazy inappropriate and yet developmentally. Now what the fuck am I going to do? I don't get, I mean, what do you, do you just look the other way? Do you light a candle? What do you do in this? <laughs> I mean, Jiminy crap. That's fucking weird. What do you do? Well, what do you to, do you? to be honest, TBH on this one during I sat at a very tiny <laughs> table a during with, okay yeah. with tiny chairs and I ah. wrote out the letters that their parents would get um you know like we did this today <laughs> we did that today for each kid they ate this at lunch because the it was afterwards Susan and, um, discovered yeah and when they put their sleeping bags away I made the everybody wash o. their hands <laughs> everybody wash your hands and then we went back to the day but yeah, it's totally developmentally normal. Do go wash your hands. Why do I have to wash my hands? I just watched you elbow deep. Like, go wash your hands. Oh, my fucking and God. Then, and then, yeah, we went back to school. So do you think that, that all of the parents who are aghast and also fucking hilarity ridden over this news don't, you didn't write them home and say, you know, so Kathy was with us today. And at 2 p.m., like you didn't just report the day because at that time you're also saying like how many times they went to the toilet. You give a big report when you would pick up these kids. Nah, you just, I really you just, just left did that school. part out. I was a teacher and I was offended by daycare <laughs> in general. So I bet you that school's still running on my teaching license. I, I think that's all they wanted was that. But I, I never, I would never, unless it was a problem, unless while sitting in, you know, morning circle, it became a little less appropriate. A different no. kind of circle. <laughs> a, cir a circle yerk. 
Ew. So ew. I'm just saying. So no, that's that's appropriate. But we, I have, like I told you, I tell everybody, your privates are private. You do it in private. Guess what? Nap time's kind of private. I guess the lights go out. They're in a bag. Wow. Deep in a bag. So yeah, that's, that was some of the feedback. I got feedback as well. That was everybody masturbates. That was, I miss, I miss Jeffrey Tubin. They did have a lookalike on there. This year. Yeah, they've well, they've had him before. I used to not be able to keep track of them, uh, so he's not a new person. They do look right. just enough alike. It's like Saturday Night Live cast members. You're like, which one is this? They've got those three white dudes who are all the same fucking white dude, tell all the same jokes, look exactly the same, zero differentiation, except that they're three different people. So that's the same thing with these two. Um, this, the other not Jeffrey Tubin. God bless him. He's a little portlier. He's a little less credible. Uh, a little less entertaining. But, you know, he keeps his dick in his pants. So as I far think as you know, what do you know? I say A plus. No, I, as far as I know, because it hasn't made an appearance on the fucking show. <sighs> Sweet mother of her jerk. In Jeffrey's the, defense, his didn't make an appearance on the no, show either. There's no defense. There's no defense. There's no oh, defense. Oh, stop. So we did get emails that say, I miss him and everybody <laughs> masturbates. I mean, not everybody does it online, but, you know. Wow, that's true. To, to each his, her own, their own. All right. So you were talking about your third act. And before we go into that nonsense, uh, it, you really, on the one hand, completely correct. On an emotional level, absolutely get the transition, which is real and in no way undercut what I'm about to say. But from a developmental standpoint, from a parenting standpoint, I mean, he's still humping in a fucking sleeping bag. I don't care how old he is. <laughs> You got more work to do, lady. And I mean like a fuck ton worth of work. This transition is akin to when you think, oh, if they just start walking, it's going to be so much easier. Oh, no. He's going to college. I'm done. (laughs) And I don't even know. I'm only like seven months ahead of you, babe. This is, this is, yeah. Oh, no. No, and it's not done. Let's say, let's say 20 years from now, you still have conversations about every conceivable thing. It doesn't stop. It just transitions into a new, unexpected, we're doing this stupid shit now. It doesn't fucking stop. There is no stop. And frankly, with each passing year, you get more emotionally involved, not less. You just get less physically involved actual physical contact physically involved and with that physical difference you feel the sensation the misperception that the physical separation is a separation and instead it's quite the opposite there's just this tighter emotional need and connection as it has been his whole fucking life so the fact that he's getting ready to move away <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe not but yeah no maybe well maybe i mean in, far away. Move, move away in terms of the door is now locked because it's it's college and then it unlocks at 7 p.m because between 7 and 7 30 it's dinner and that's not college but then at 7 30 it's college again and i'm having bongs and beers and everything else in my bedroom which has been transported into my you know trans uh mutated into a dorm room no there's no you should ask you should ask our friends who got them old kids who got them married kids, sort of, engaged married kids. It's going to fucking happen. You think you're not going to have some parenting to do when he is deciding about marital status, whatever that may be? Oh. 
ahead. All right. So there are big issues ahead, but I feel like I guess I just felt like the foundation is set. It's he's at a a major he's at a major um, platform shift. And so are you. And that's not wrong. That is that's exactly happening. But you ain't fucking done. You just you just done with the how many of these pants do I have to wash today? Because he's going to be washing them himself somewhere else in a different washing machine. Wouldn't that be that? I'm, I'm ready to be done with that shit. I'll tell you. That, it's a, that would it's be a great. Good thing. It's such a good thing my husband doesn't listen to the show because he's like, you ain't watching about his pants in the whole of your fucking life. That's true. That's true. Yikes. Um, do you remember when we used to lay in bed with our partners and say, Is it hump what would we do if we won the lottery? What would we do <laughs> if we had $2 million, $20 million, $200 million? Do you remember are you, ever are you having getting those? ready? Are you getting ready to tell me something really exciting? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know that I've that I've spent too much time having yes, I remember the conversation, but it was more with friends or frankly with myself privately. Did you guys talk about this together? Like what if We've all the things were it. solved? Yeah, that was not really our thing as a couple. So I'm wanna hear how you guys would do it. Well well my question so we used to do that. We used to say, you know, well, We'd sell this hat. We'd a lot of it was property. A lot of it was travel. A lot of it was travel and and being able to stay places and not worry. We just saw a um, Bill Murray and Rashida Jones show on Apple TV. I don't remember. The I name haven't of it. watched it, but I've heard it's incredibly slammed for all of its bougie references. So I can't wait to hear what you're saying. It had an amazing cast. It had a, a really good actor, like the themes, the whole, and it turned out to be wildly disappointing. I I did not. They just had so much money. They were living the Manhattan life, I guess, I've always wanted to live. And that just made me think again, you know, that's that's where I'd want to be. And, and Stuart would want to be somewhere else warm. He'd live in Captiva. He'd have whatever. We'd just have very different <laughs> dreams. That's so funny because the whole article was specifically about that movie. And it, it actually had a price tag list of let's break down Did how it? ridiculous. It's like it's like people who watch Friends and say, let's actually pretend. Let's show you how stupid this entire construct is. And they would, you know, how much the apartment would cost and how much yes. the coffee in that stupid shop would cost and how they couldn't even afford to sit on that fucking couch. And just on and right. on and on. I mean, they went down to what what books were on the shelf, what T-shirts they wore, how many times they had references to this brand or that brand, the cost of the sneakers. I mean, it, they just skewered it. And I kept thinking, was there not a plot? Was there not the whole, the most it the most entertaining thing great. about this was how was how inaccurately it was styled. So well, that's what swept me up the the wealth, the ridiculous. You don't have to worry about anything. You're just going right. to book a flight somewhere right, right, right. now to go stay right. at a resort that you just know because you're getting the presidential suite, and that's almost always open. And right. whatever it is, um, well, now your dreams are not as. I mean, maybe some of them are still financially tied, but if you had the time. And you could leave your house. I mean, in COVID days, I'm really curious what you would do with your time if you could leave. Because, you know, you talked about our friend Sarah. I would love to hop a flight to Oregon and and see her life and see the porch that she sits on and gets high on every day. And (laughs) as our friend's children look upon it as she is. And and join in that science experiment. Yeah. Well, sure. Sure. when in Rome, I mean, if, when if in Ethan Portland. can have a beer, yeah. So, what are you asking? Right. If if the fact that I can't leave my house, what would I do with all that money? Time. Is that the is that the thing? 
what experiences, what time, what is COVID keeping you from doing the way money is keeping the rest of us from doing on the regular basis? If we had money, we'd do this. If it wasn't COVID, we would first, first for you would be Thanksgiving. You'd spend it with family and you would spend it extended family. You would just people. What would you do with COVID free time? everything and anything the first place that I would go if it you know is I haven't seen a beach in how many months I don't even like to count I need some sun on my face and some sand and some grit the thing that you hate the most water I would go to all these places right that's that's where I would be um I we everything if for me they their money and is and time are the equal impediment so just for the sake of simplicity We'll just ignore my weird disconnect and say I'll lump them together. I would do stupid things. I would go to Chicago for four days with my kids and do an eating tour. And the only reason we don't do that is because every time we think to do it, it's too fucking cold. Or when it's not too fucking cold, they're in the middle of a thing we can't leave. Right. School, lacrosse, this, that. Okay. No, we would go. we would go do the Chicago thing. We would go, you know, pick any city, even in the U.S. I've got a dozen places that I would go this week so moving on when it comes time for holidays this year you're I, I was asked by my sister and brother and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law to host or come be a part of a two-family dinner experience and I, I want to talk about I want to talk about that in a big way but I feel like you asked a, a really important question I didn't even know how to answer it and I'm curious what when you win the lottery what where does this answer you two talk about this privately what are you missing answer your question so I can even understand the question better through your answer before we move on to Thanksgiving which I super want to talk about uh, I just thought that well lottery is money so money for me would be just living in a an apartment in Manhattan and being able to experience all Manhattan has to offer and then I can travel but having that as a home base and that TV show on Apple TV that we saw that Bill Murray movie really it hit home I'm like wow how nice it must be he also drove around didn't drive around he had a driver around Manhattan he said oh I'll give you a ride come get in the car it just was it to me I just it's just the Woody signs. Allen yeah it's just the Woody Allen effect it's just stupidity but that has nothing to do with COVID that's where you threw me the only thing that's preventing that from happening is richness well that's what you asked about winning the lottery so well, that's but that's but what that you were asking lottery this question no I'm asking time because I I would love to to go to the West Coast. I would love to, like you said, take my kids to Chicago. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. So it's so it, money isn't even the issue. It's the time right. thing. So it's the well, and there's it's not it's COVID is not preventing time. COVID is physically restricting you. And when you get there, there ain't fuck. There's no there there. If you were to go to Manhattan right now, you're not going to the Strand bookstore. You're not you're not going to Broadway. You're not even getting a fucking hot dog. Shit's closed. Well, there's That's dancing it. in the streets right now in Manhattan. Indeed, with giant speakers, <laughs> as there should be. But I'm just saying, it's such a it's such a bizarro world. I I absolutely love and hate those ridiculous escape movies. Like it sounds like the Sofia Coppola one you're describing, and all of the Woody Allen ones. Yeah, and, not good. And even and even all the Jane Austen things that I love watching because it's just a time. It's a period piece that is describing that rich excess that nonsense that didn't really even exist in that way but we'll pretend and play that game of gee what would Richie Rich feel like today I mean that's all these are it's little Richie Rich fantasies and if we didn't have to worry about anything maybe our biggest concern would be who snubbed me at dinner you know and isn't that kind of sad but also very entertaining 
And I love it when they're styled beautifully. I love seeing like a Wes Anderson movie. I want that. There's whole architecture tours where you can see real life cities that feel like a Wes Anderson movie. I would do that in a heart. I follow those things just to see the beautiful architecture and the gorgeous colors. I love that that curated palette feeling of the visual world. Love it. Anyway, you're looking at me like I'm bad. No, I, I'm I'm thinking that is not a tour I would like to take. Um, when COVID is releasing us from this stranglehold of of space. I liked your Chicago tour. I loved your yeah. Chicago eating tour. We have friends outside of Chicago, and I am looking forward to just going and eating everything they have to offer. Um, I have never in my life been to Chicago other than to fly through it. Isn't that crazy? I, I think I flew through it with you. Oh, at one, probably. At one I've point. flown through it. I've flown through it a number of times. Yeah. But I've never. But that doesn't count. If you don't sleep there, to, for me, right. if you don't physically sleep there, it doesn't count. So, so Chicago's on the list. So yeah. the holidays are upon us. And I, I believe that I am saying no to a Thanksgiving with family, partially because I'm watching case rates fly. But after Thanksgiving comes Christmas, right? Indeed. Do your children have a Christmas list this year? No. Are, are they not making one because? Disappointment comes every day. We don't need to add to it. No, I'm making a joke. The The reality is we travel home, as you know, but listeners may not, to physically stay with family in, hey, Delaware, every year for Thanksgiving, and then three and a half short weeks later, every year for Christmas. I have missed waking up Christmas morning in my parents' home once in my 51 years on the planet. It's not a lie. And the only reason that I missed it is because I was too pregnant to travel. I even considered going despite doctor's orders and finally did not. Baby came two weeks later. So, uh, yeah, I have not missed it, and I will miss it this year. So this will be the second out of my many years not to wake up in my own bed. I mean, I hope they've changed the bed since then. In my parents' house because they still there, and that's what we do. And my kids come with and we sleep in that house and they have their traditions that are my traditions and they're going to miss them all this year. And we made the decision. We are painstakingly planning to travel for one of the two holidays, not two. And we've concocted this whole method for how it could work. It will very likely work. At the same time, it ain't nothing like any of the other traditions. So several things are happening for us on the Christmas front. One, all traditions are out the window, completely out the window. So it will already be on one hand ruined and on another hand, totally free for all, brand new. What the fuck is this this time? So my kids also, I think like your kids, have every year had to invent a list right. of shit that they air quotes want because God bless them. They have they everything. Don't, they don't fucking want anything. And if they did want it, they would just toddle over to their ridiculously fat, bank account and just buy it you know behind my fucking back so it's like there ain't, where did there, you get that nothing. I yeah, it you, yeah it's just it's just so so the idea of christmas has already been taken from them and the notion of a list of gifts is sort of the lowest and small it's it's so far down behind cookies and there probably won't be cookies this year all right that is that is what i want to talk to you about um, I had the idea. There better fucking be cookies. Let me start with my. I don't think they'll let me out of it. But for now, anyway, go. I'm going to start with my first, my opening sentence, my theme, 
And I will tell you, there better fucking be cookies. Because <laughs> it is both the most and literally the least you can do. <laughs> so well, well, um, well. I thought maybe we should get on Amazon and order or AC Moore or Michaels, Joanne Fabrics and order some tins. This is how I'm oh, planning. We're okay, going to order I have some the tins already. Do you think? Tins. I don't know what kind of life you think I lead. I have tins in three different colors and they're they're washed every year and they're stored properly. But we can buy new ones. Go ahead. No, I'm thrilled to use yours. You just made it cheaper. <laughs> but we're going to need more because we're going to yep. make a bajillion cookies and we're going to ship them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are going to celebrate this holiday by giving what you are best at, which is sarcasm and cookies. So you're going to craft a note. Happy holidays. Yeah. You're going to craft Um, a note and you're going to send cookies. I guess. Because that's the only way you can share your love. It's tough. It's tough. I I thought uh, about a variety of things to do. Should I take down my too precious to ever have used even once precious, precious, precious China? Should I take it down? Should I bring it out shall we finally have the meal on it and I just I can't do it and the reason is so so there's so many reasons to do it the most important one is it's very special to me and nobody gives a fuck they just don't and the amount of effort that I would have to go through for something Unboxing, that would only cleaning reboxing would only and being terrified that people are scraping Stress. their forks on the on the the they actually have silver on the plates themselves and they're painted and all the rest of it. And it's just there, nobody cares. And on the one hand, they would only care if I went through these motions of doing it every year and showed them the right way to hand wash it when it's done and, and made it a thing. But it's the amount of effort that everything takes cookies is in that category in a normal year. I take a week to physically do the baking and I take the better part of it's a couple of weeks. But we'll call it a month to do the planning. To enable for my week long bake. Can we go back? That's to a your, lot. Let's That's go back lot. to your china for a second. I too have a every possible piece set for my nana, and following the conversation of everybody dies, we're all replaced. What means everything to you will be garbage to somebody later. Happy holidays. Why yeah. wouldn't you take down that china? Like why I, that? Yes, it's a tremendous amount of work, but my Nana's hand-painted with gold around the edges, which... Right. I, I just, Mine's silver. <laughs> I never would have... I never You beat me! Well, I never would have picked that, and I don't... Well, silver, you need... Don't you need to polish that and to upkeep? I think it was a lazier thing to do to get the gold in the long I actually, run. I actually adore this china, and it's not even mine. It's like family... It's like weird family heirloom china. I got two problems. I can use this as my training china and watch them fucking ruin it, right? <laughs> or I can china. wait till they get old enough and hope that through osmosis, they're going to pick up the china sense to not fucking break my dish. So... I'm going to eat off these fucking dishes. The only question is, when will I ever let my children do so? So Bed Bath and your mom, they have these dishes come summertime that look like the white paper plates. You know, the white with the frilly on the end, but they're made of plastic. Oh, used to call those Corel, but now they're like fancy Corel. Yeah. They're like melamine. That's the one. That's the actual name. That's like Band-Aid versus Bandage. But they look like picnic, like mm-hmm. outdoor picnic paper plates. And the nice and ones are like a billion dollars for this plastic because they're good. Yeah. Oh, well, these Williams were Sonoma. from Bed yeah. Bath and Your Mom and they're super, super cheap. And I bought 12 of them. 
the kids use sharp knives on them. So some of them have cut marks right, in them right, and right. whatever. But so I can't go from that paper plates and paper appearing <laughs> plates to Nana's China. The right. kids would be like, she lost her fucking mind. Right. Like some, what? But I, I hope that because I have a daughter, she will want to pass on this China. I hope that will mean something to her. But it doesn't because she's never used it. She's never... I've been, when I was little, to dinner parties with our family where my Nana used this china. She has the butter dish, the gravy boat. There's not a piece that's missing. And when we moved the boxes for the fourth house we moved into, Stuart broke one of the plates. Yeah. I think it was like a soup, like a low soup bowl, because I remember (sighs) having seen a big matzo ball in the center of it. And I I looked at him like, I'd rather you break my arm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather you break your face because. Right. I oh yes, I'm sorry. Not my arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not my arm. Yeah. Let's not be crazy. What's I still wrong have with to me? Yeah. Pick again. up laundry, carry it across the house, and put it in I the. Should, I should right. take notes. Okay, that's true. Take take notes. <laughs> not me. Him. So so yeah. So that was kind of devastating, and more so that it's broken, and we've never used it. So you yeah. had that woman who you were on a uh, yeah chat ten group books three. Uh, is the name of the podcast and one all of, of that China every fuck and she's still I've I've let it drop she still is getting people sending her shit in the mail and continuing to post about it it's just the it's outpouring of blessings is beautiful but yeah and this is someone who China was her and she describes it in the post the actual China that she had in her life and the porcelain and ceramics that she, all the stuff that she had in her life were her children that was that was the direction her life took. So she got excessively fancy. Like she would routinely use a 200-year-old Japanese platter. She used it on a daily basis. And then when it broke because it fucking fell out of the cabinet, that's different than it broke because we were washing it after loving it for our whole lives. So she is not one to to tuck her, you know, candle under the bucket, right? This this shit is it's here. It's meant to be used. Let's use it. I want to clarify though. I don't I don't long for any of the items in my possession to migrate their way through the generations in my children's hands. I don't. The only thing that I miss and wish was different. I wish that I had been the kind of parent with the kind of energy and attention and frankly obsession to focus on training them in many of the finer things that even at the time I still was sad that I wasn't doing They all have horrible penmanship. And for many years, I tried to reorient our house to buy these, these, we were going to do handwriting kits. It was important to me and I failed. I wanted everybody to have good penmanship. I wanted everybody to take dance lessons. I wanted everybody to play an instrument like really. In some cases that worked, right? I've got, well, they all, they all sort of do, but you know, the middle one is really the rock star. He's, he's, he could be a professional cellist if he wished to and he doesn't wish to because fuck you I just want to play video games however right he's got talent and he continues to advance in that area so I'm just trying to say things that were important have gone by the wayside and from a politeness gentility standpoint writing thank you notes knowing how to behave at a table not being stymied by beautiful precious priceless dishes that are here for a special occasion understanding how to wash them understanding where to store them knowing that they need to come out and mark the specialness of an occasion understanding that pants 
are not a crime against or your option. physical self. Right. Yeah. Things with a zipper and a button are not a physical attack on you. Like all of these non-formal format, like they just, they, they are not a big deal, but to them, the level of formality has dropped eight, eight levels. It's kind of like the let's know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's a like, I mean, well, before it was, you know, putting on shoes with, with laces that aren't sneakers and understanding. We don't even have that level of basics. The, there's so much the, in the span of a generation and a half, the level of this is how it's done has gone way far from what it was. And I don't care. That's a societal that they don't thing. Uphold. That's well, not I a don't fugazi that, thing. That's it a- is. It is. It is. And it makes me sad because yeah. I, I don't care that they don't do it every day. What I really care about is that they don't know about it. Right. I don't need you to write a letter longhand with an with a quill pen and to put a <laughs> stamp on it. I don't need all of that. But you should know not only how to write a thank you note, but that you must not should that you must and within a reasonable time frame and that it's legible and that it has these components. I mean, there's just that's the kind of stuff where not having the training of a fa- of a formal meal, which in our house is a family meal at the holidays a couple times a year, like they're going to go off into their lives and and create families of their own. And they're not going to they're not going to know how to properly wash a dish or that you need a dish or how to help <laughs> somebody prepare the meal like I, they've watched me for years help prepare the house and prepare the family and prepare the meal. And despite all of that engagement, they could not ever do it on their own, even if forced. And they don't appear to miss it. Yeah, they'd when it be all right. That's, that's the whole thing. They'd be all right without it. All of the things that you've painstakingly done for them or done with them or near them or to show them, you know, after the B'nai Mitzvah, my kids had a bar and bat mitzvah together. We sat down the next morning and for five days after that and chunks of thank you notes, handwritten, and they looked at me like, what Stone Age, from what Stone Age did you bring this this thing that we have to do? They couldn't even come up with what, crazy. Well, guess what? Now, when grandma writes you a check for your birthday, you call her. Right. But if or somebody text, comes to, or FaceTime, right? Or but if email. somebody comes to a party that you throw and brings you a gift and you have that in whatever, I'm sorry, you still need to write a thank you note. You do. It's just what's appropriate. And I'm not going to let it go. And we, our old editor, John, used to say, the mail is ridiculous. I want it to just stop. And I'm like, well, in the mail comes, and I listed five things that he does enjoy. And he said, well, I guess that's true. And I said, also comes your health care bill, which you didn't pay, which you let lapse. Which, <laughs> and he's like, shut up, Melissa. But, uh, but hi, John. Miss you. Um, God love you. God love you, Buchanan. But I just, I can't, I can't let some of those things go. But I don't know if it's tired, lazy, whatever it is. I have let the idea of having that family meal with the good china go because you said it. It's an ordeal to go to the basement, find the box that has the plate. I don't need the butter dish. I don't need all those other things, the gravy boat. But to do all of that and to maintain it appropriately and to give it the respect it deserves, audible eye roll, I'm not doing it. But I do hope that for my son's sake, the woman or man or whatever, whomever he finds in life to partner up with is someone 
who does teach him that dress shoes should have laces and that dress socks are not white and dress pants have buttons and zippers and this is what is appropriate and this suit does not fit you because you are not 17 anymore and it's time to buy a new shirt and tie combo that is current. I hope that the partner that they find, because mommy has no credibility, yes, I'm still mommy, mama, whatever, no credibility, it's not working, and I do have to choose my fights. And when I said, get in the car, we're going to Delaware, and he's like, your friend's coming, okay, let's go. I, I, I'm not fighting about everything anymore. I'm not fighting about the second beer. I think that's, I think that's what it boils down to. I also strongly believe that there's a gender difference here because in families with a daughter, many traditions that are in the, in the realm of cultural, societal, um, you know, genteel, right? The, the politeness of it, the were you raised right bit, it's very important that that's continued in a young woman's life. I've seen it in all of my uh, friends and acquaintances and family, right? And we don't have any of that. We don't. We just have the boys who will be men. And I take great responsibility in raising the kind of kinds of men that I want them to be, the character. I also know it's it's ridiculously difficult to reinforce character. I don't and I I am part of it is what they see and experience on a daily basis in every possible conceivable circle that they find themselves in. Having said all of that, it just doesn't, the things that I expect to come naturally, I don't recognize how ingrained in me they were from all sides, barraged from all sides with the same message, the same values, the same message, the same values, the whole life. Your kids have gotten that from you and your husband. I don't, I don't agree. And there's so many areas that I that I look and think, oh, Lord. So part of it is it's exhausting to be the only one for whom this is important. And it and I can understand it fully because if I make a weird comparison, it's like lacrosse. It's only important for my husband. So it's important to a degree, but the kids would have let this die out long ago. Two of the three already have. It's important to him in a big way. He gets involved. He does. And he does more than the lion's share of keeping that going. Making sure that they know how to behave or to put on a meal or to do these sorts of things or, you know, even even the the delicacies of when someone passes away in your larger circle. How do you behave? What do you do? What What's the standard protocol? The protocol that snaps into place. It's exhausting being the only person who cares whether or not that's known and followed because there's two parts. You have to know it. And then you have to follow it. Right. And both of those, neither of those happen automatically. Sometimes they don't even fucking know it. And when they do know it, it's such a fight to make it happen. It's just exhausting to be the only person. It comes, it's in church too. For years, for for decades, I was the only person forcing and physically dragging everybody to church to go through that, to do this. And there was no sense for any of them that this was, even if you don't want to do it, that it's the right thing to do that it's an obligation, even if you don't believe it, that we're going to do it because it's important to mom or it's culturally important or because maybe I do believe it or because I have an open mind. And when, None of that was even part of it. It was 
I don't want to watch this movie that takes an hour that I have to dress up for and drive to. But that's what I'm doing because I'm too young to jump out of the car. And <laughs> when I stopped fighting, it stopped entirely. Right. So that's the kind of thing where. Well, that's another COVID thing with with COVID. Our services were put online. Well, you could sit on the couch. Like, I think because you can't leave the house, all of those appropriate things are even being dialed back further. And how are we supposed to, how are you going to get your kids back to church? How are you supposed to, when we're released back into the world with vaccine, with whatever, how are we supposed to re-engage with sanity and with what was and what's appropriate and what's uh, just a custom is no longer there. Some good things uh, have been lost and will never return. And some bad things have been lost and will never return because they're coming back in a new way. And I don't know which one this falls into, but even the idea of a snow day, there is no snow day anymore. Right. We've kids proven. don't get a snow day because now you can have zoom from home. So there's no such thing as school is called on account of the weather. Woohoo! We it took us, you know, two thousand years to <laughs> right. figure out that technology can fucking handle this instead of oops, the diesel engine of the school bus won't start. Screeching. Let's halt. all hang out. Let's hang out in the yard. Woohoo! So Yeah, that's you know, crazy, isn't it? That's really dumb. It's really dumb. We need we bring back the fucking snow day. How, see, why am I the only one that cares about the snow day and the and the then the china on the dinner table? Here's the here's the piece that I was gonna say. If I had a partner in crime who agreed with me on this, it would be different. Because we do have of our many friends, I see, you know, uh Pat, who is the the man of the household, it's important to him to go to church and it's important to his wife to go to church. And they drag those kids kicking and screaming, and it's a family affair to fucking torture the kids. So it still happens. I've had him come to our house and pick up his kids an hour early from people even being awake to go because we dared to have a sleepover with, that would end on a Sunday morning. And they're not fucking missing church, right? Good for you. And and I should be doing it too, but we're going to look the other way because I'm fucking not. Whoops. So I'm just saying when the two of you are aligned in something that's important and when it comes to dishes and dinner, they look at me. Even last night, my darling leans over and just pats me gently. You you said you were going to make some meatballs, right? You think you want to get up and get those started? Because I had forgotten and an hour had gone by and it was getting to be too late. Because I do that. I'll get involved in whatever the fuck I'm doing and I'll forget that, oh shit, I got to go now do this thing nobody else can do. So... Because despite teaching everybody how to make these meatballs, no one will fucking make the meatballs unless I make them. So I'll tell you, as far as religion goes in the custom, I have a sibling who is now an atheist, raised the same way I was. He is now an atheist. And he came four years ago to this enormous religious rite of passage ceremony that we had. And because of the years of, he'll probably tell you torture, um, but because of the years of instilled religion and custom and all of that growing up forever, he came with zero religion, with his family, with with zero close to. And he sat there for this ceremony and knew everything. And it it was something that watching him there and knowing he was there and he was a part of this was so special to me personally and to my family that I guess my point is that it was that's kind of what made the day for me my kids and my brother so having said that your kids do have x number of years 
of rote practice and tradition and going with the family and being a part of it. Yes, my kids are a little bit older than yours, but not by much. But having that already in the bank might surprise you that when they go somewhere or do something, it just comes back. It comes back to you. It, it is an ingrained during a very important developmental time of their lives uh, experience that might just come back and surprise you the way, I don't know, I didn't really talk about it with my brother, but I think surprised him when those melodies and the verbiage and everything came back, I just was so moved by it. I just, I really feel like you gave them a foundation and that is from what they will be tapping awkward phrase, uh, for for the rest of their lives. And if you can keep it up, great. And if you can't, it's in there is what I'm saying. It's in there. I hope so. I hope so. I don't, I hope so. Before we got it's, lazy, we did it right. Well, <laughs> that's, it. yeah, it's just, that's, that's a tough one to have to get over. I, but. I also want to close, dear listener, uh, if you have comments on these topics, we are desperate to hear them. Do you hear it in our voices? We want to know what traditions you have let fall by the wayside and, and what you are sad to see disappear besides our, you know, tail, the appendix, which doesn't show much sign of staying. Things have fun. And I mean, also, yeah, straw poll. How many of your little children have been humping and humping and humping it when they went to <laughs> kindergarten? And did you get some right home incident reports because, you know, there's a problem with the sleeping bag? Like all of these things were just super curious. Brilliant observations at gmail.com. You can comment on our Facebook post. You can find us there at Brilliant Observations. There's Brill Ob Squad on there for you to look up and join. Did I mention join? Um, Listen Brilliant on Insta and everywhere. I think on Twitter as well. Is that Listen oh, Brilliant? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's All the socials are Listen Brilliant. And then if you are someone who physically is fit, then I encourage you to go out and buy a Peloton subscription so that you, for the sole purpose of being able to use our hashtag, Brillob Squad. It's Brillob Squad. Squad. <laughs> There's just the one S for safety. And then you're able to um, be, the, you'll be the first, actually. You could be a pie of fucking ear. You could be a pie of fucking ear. What about Cinder fucking Rella? Also, if you do appreciate hearing us, you know, be here for you, with you, and talk about masturbation and porn. That's right. My daughter's sleeping in the next room. Oh, my life. So, um, so you think. Please so feel, you think. Oh, good God. Please feel free to help us produce this show by going to Patreon and throwing us a little coin. We currently do not accept Bitcoin or Monopoly money, but all other <laughs> currencies, I do believe, are very welcome. If you were looking for something to do with those lotto winnings, send a little our way. Because, hey, we could use it. You've heard it. You've heard what our plans are. It's to go to Chicago. And eat. We need to dream bigger. We need to dream bigger, friends. And that starts with your financial support. So step it up. Step it up. (laughs) So get off your ass and (laughs) cha-ching. Step it up. Look, super grateful. (sighs) We're just here super grateful that you keep showing up. And uh, I don't know if you feel that you're spreading it enough, but you should feel good about it, and do it more because our listeners have grown in a way that makes us so, so proud and makes us continue. Surprised, yes. And shocked? (laughs) Is that what you're going to say? Shocked? (laughs) 
Grateful is the one. We're super grateful. Yeah, let's stick to grateful. It brings us to the microphone every week, and we're we're grateful that you're there and that you're still listening. And don't deny it, because we've seen the rise in not just sleeping bags in the Goddard room, but our listenership. So th- <laughs> thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I'm good. To be continued, gang. We made it this far. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.